here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I want to thank all the people who subscribe to the Patreon to help continue to make this possible. If you don't want to do it yourself, no worries. Today, I'm so excited to be joined all the way from a person from Australia. And although they do move, they're not a Garfield plushie wearing a mask. This is the Garfield. This is Jacob coming all the way from Down Under. I will try very hard not to say Down Under for the rest of this recording. Garfield, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Hey, how are you doing, bro? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. I hope that you are as well. It's right now a little after 9 o'clock on a Friday night for me, a little after 12 noon on a Saturday for you. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so tell me about the fact that Australia is a place I've never been there before and you've been there all of your life. So can you just tell me about what you like to tell people who say oh, Australia, what's, what's up with Australia? What's it like? Oh, let me, okay. So I get this question a lot actually, cause I talk to a lot of people from the States. Um, it is so underwhelming. <laughs> it, it, well, honestly, honestly, I, Australia is not, like this big like holiday getaway that i feel like a lot of people in, in america think that it is the, the chris hemsworth uh, commercials <laughs> dude that is like one percent of the country like australia <laughs> sydney maybe looks like that but maybe like only a little bit of it sydney like if you look at 90 percent of sydney it's so bad and and um the amount of traffic that we get because and the roads are so poorly developed that so many cars just are on the road at all times it's anyway it's not particularly a it's it's not a bad country by any chance of the imagination it's really it's a it is a beautiful country um it's just uh and we live on the coasts uh since the middle of it is like a fucking desert mm. um so we live on the coasts which means we can get beautiful beaches and all that sort of stuff. But if you live a little bit more inland, I feel like the quality of the air and everything else, I feel like isn't as great. Uh, I live in Canberra, which is the capital, um, which is all right. It, it, the good thing about being capital is that the uh, there's a lot of money poured into public transport, as I've talked about on the Fire Nation server before, um, and how I can get anywhere in my state um, yeah, I can get anywhere in relatively a small amount of time. And even out of state is not that difficult to catch a bus or travel to. It's 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 a pretty good country when it comes to public transport, I feel. Well, that's a that's a positive. Let me let me just give a quick recap of what the United States is like in terms of public transportation. Unless you're in a really big city like Philadelphia, New York City, or Washington DC, the public transport is gonna be not great. I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster is a tourist county. It's, you know, probably the size of a big, 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 massive city in that, in that, in that sense of land size. But if I wanted to go to a big major city, I could probably have one or two options to make it work sparingly. It depends on the time of day. It's not going to happen after probably after six o'clock at night. And that's about it. A mega bus is one option, maybe a train from Lancaster City, but there's it's not a super active train station at all. Really, if you want to go somewhere, you just have to drive. So 
that's part yeah, right. of the American dream, but also it's just like so many people drive cars in the United States unless you happen to live in New York City. Otherwise, yeah, I you know, I've known people who like never have gotten their licenses who have only ever lived in a really, really big city. But yeah, other right. than that, public transportation is not great. So those those are those are two things. Another cool thing about Pennsylvania in particular is that we have a nice mix of being in rolling hills and forests, beautiful trees and, and landscape. And then we have cities where there's actually things to do if you don't want to constantly be outside being attacked by mosquitoes. So I like the fact that I have decent internet right where I am presently, but all around me are cornfields actually uh, by Amish farmers. They try to live in the 18th or 19th century as much as possible, you know, try to use as little modern technology as possible, like phones and electricity and that kind of stuff. So that is, that's, that's Pennsylvania more specifically. That is Lancaster in a nutshell. Interesting. I know pretty much nothing about America. I don't think I, I know like the, like whenever I think Pennsylvania, I think uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula or, the vampires or whatever else like (laughs) that's the only thing only thing i think (laughs) okay so it's it's basically rolling hills and fields somewhat but pennsylvania is 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 not really that flat of a of a state there are other states in the u.s where it's it's super flat there's no hills whatsoever you want to die because you're looking all around you and you see nothing but flat earth all around you you say to yourself how am i going to escape it's like being trapped in a giant sandbox but in pa thankfully there's there's some variety another fun thing about and this is not true across the entire u.s it's actually an east coast thing on the east coast that was developed first because the country of the united states started out in you know the atlantic side of of this continent where philadelphia new york city boston and florida North Carolina, South Carolina, those are all states that are at or near the Atlantic Ocean. And we went out westward slowly, but technology started here. And so we had roads and then we had cars and then we had bigger cars. And then we actually got into the 60s finally and we all started to realize, oh, these roads are super small. So like on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, some of these roads are rather tight. But when you go out Mm -hmm. to the Midwest or out to the West Coast, the roads are like, actually built for the modern era where there's more than just five drivers on a road a day. So it's yeah, been, right. it's been a weird experience. I've gone out to the Midwest once or twice. You'll, you'll so all of a sudden you will start to notice, wow, these roads are a lot straighter. They have more purpose. Wow. They're wider, like much wider. I actually have room to breathe here. Oh, multi-lane highways. This is awesome. But on the East coast, mm-hmm. it's tight. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Um, I, I want to say it's like that here in Sydney. Oh, there in Sydney. Uh, but um, I don't think, I don't know. I haven't really been to Sydney in a long time, so I can't, I can't agree. But there's, there's just cars everywhere all the time. So they, even though if the public transportation system is a slight upgrade compared to the U.S., people be driving cars? They really do be. And hey, <laughs> you recently got your driver's license, so congrats on that. I have did. you been really have did. you been trying to get your own vehicle or did that happen when you got your license? Are you one of those people? Uh no, it's actually pretty normal 
uh, in Australia to not get a car as soon as you get your license. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've got no intention of getting a car, not for a while anyway. Um, uh, the reason being is because of that public transport element that I talked about before, um, where I can get anywhere um, in about an hour and, and it costs like $200 a year to have a bus card. Uh, or something like that. I don't know. Wow. Um, instead of having, uh, instead of having to pay about five thousand dollars a year for a car and fuel to get an insurance and any other calamity that I might run into driving a car. Um. So I'm gonna I I, I I'm gonna get my full license and everything like that. I'm I've got every intention of doing that, but I'm not gonna get a car until I finish university, which is college for Americans. I think it's. I think it is. <laughs> Most of the time we do call it college, yes. <laughs> mm. uh, in Australia, it's call, we call college... Oh, in Canberra, where I live, we call college year 11 and 12. Um, and in every other state in Australia, they call year 11 and 12 just high school. And then they call what you call college university. It's yeah, very unnecessarily complicated. No, it's fine. I mean, I've listened to enough Ed Sheeran. I mean, he talks about going to university, so I understand what he means by that. And then the other thing that I learned, like Brett's also say they they go to they go to hospital, not the hospital. They go to hospital, and I feel like it's said what? the same way. People go to university instead of a university or the university. Yeah. Okay. No. True. Yeah. That's a good point. Um. Yeah. We call it uni. Which is just shortened for university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. That, that's actually that's very much how we do it. I got a tangent a little bit more here. I know it's your podcast episode, but Ed Sheeran's new album came out recently, and I have uh, one or two thoughts. Joker and the Queen is probably my favorite song off of that album, and I did not enjoy it as much as I have other Ed Sheeran music. I'm actually quite a big fan of Ed Sheeran as a person and his music. But cool. the latest album has not been to my liking. Like. I think <laughs> I think it's probably because I fell in love most with the albums from the past and even Divide, which came out four years ago. Even that album I really enjoy, even still. Because mm-hmm. I was afraid I was afraid I wasn't gonna like Divide. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be new music and I won't like it, but I loved it. And so this is what I feared from that long ago it actually happened with this one i'm just going okay there's some good ones but i don't love mm-hmm. all of them which is weird because you know how you have an artist or two where you like everything they do everything i swear yep. everything ed sheeran has ever done up to now has been amazing even covers but yeah this album hasn't hit like those other ones have uh i can't relate to the ed sheeran bit because i'm not i'm not really into pop music or that kind of music i'm a, I'm a big i'm a big rock music guy at i love 16. rock music it's not pop music by the way he's a singer songwriter go ahead so what oh, kind of rock okay. music are we talking here uh so i like i like punk rock i like new new age punk rock uh but i also like some of the traditional stuff like um oh i can't think alice cooper is a big one okay school's uh, out very true uh i he was actually my first concert um he came, he was in australia in 2019 nice. i went to go see uh and i loved it i wear the jacket i think i'm, I'm actually wearing it right now oh hey let's go 
I wear it a lot and I'm planning on wearing it to the local that I go to soon. Uh, I just, I, I, it's one of my favorite things that I wear. Um, like my, <laughs> my entire outfit is usually just baggy pants, t-shirt, my necklace and that jacket. That's just my go-to. I'm a big t-shirt uh, and athletic shorts person. You, it, you'd be hard pressed for me to not show up somewhere wearing that unless I absolutely <laughs> am forced to. It's not even like bad weather or anything. I'm just still going to wear t-shirt and shorts, a hoodie if absolutely necessary, but shorts got to be what I got to do. Cause I hate jeans or restrictive clothing, you know, I just like, I get that. I just like feeling, I like feeling comfy. And when I'm comfy, I feel like I look good. And I feel like, that does the trick of what nice clothes are supposed to do allegedly <laughs> yeah i completely i feel that um i have to get a suit soon because um i'm graduating year 10 and what uh, i don't know if americans do the same thing but we do we do something called formal which is like a big kind of like graduation thing where all of the friends we all get dressed up in like super fancy clothes and go hang out and talk about school and go to this big like ballroom and then eat food and then leave it's no very dancing? very ostentatious i think there's dancing um in which case i think a lot of my friends and i are just gonna <laughs> just gonna fuck around okay so uh, we have prom and formals prom you've seen no doubt in absolutely in a high like school every media. yeah Yes, yes. So I went to I went to a prom or two. I think we called them formals though, because in Lancaster there's a there's a very uh, conservative side of the of the people who live here, people who aren't particularly into anything that was ever made since like 1948 or something like that. I I'm throwing out a very specific year, but what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people here that TLDR say drums are from the devil, so. I think we call right. it formal, but we still play music that was pop music, contemporary music. And I think <laughs> a few of the parents were not super happy about that, but we made it work. <laughs> and it was fun to, it was fun to all of a sudden, most of the time I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt to wearing a suit and have a date to the prom or whatever. And I'm just, I don't know. I liked it, but I think some people get caught up into the idea of going somewhere dressing up, dancing. I think they become rave people, right? I feel, or just want to go to music festivals all the time or something. I don't, I don't know, but I like the idea of going somewhere and playing video games. And I know, I know that resonates with you, the video game stuff. I know that you'll enjoy your, um, your, your, your ostentatious celebration too, but let's go somewhere <laughs> and play video games. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, let's move on to some video games. I love me some gaming. Um, your gamer. I'm a gamer, bro. Um, that's how that's how I'm here. That's why I'm interested in this sort of stuff. It's uh, so I'm on this podcast anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about some melee. Is that um, the first game you played? That can't possibly be the first. Oh, game Oh no, no, good point. I didn't. Melee is far from the first game I've ever played. Um, whoa, whoa, okay. Well, You're making it sound like, oh, I've dated lots of people before I've. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, true, true. But I, just because I played a lot of games didn't mean that I didn't like it as much as I liked it's, Melee. Baby, it didn't mean anything. No, okay, so if you want to talk about, like, when you were when you were growing up there's there's probably more than one thing to do in australia other than to stay inside mm -hmm. and stay in front of a tv or a computer so 
you know, like well, how'd you, how'd you pick up gaming in general? Is it because it just suited your fancy? Well, uh, when I was younger, my, uh, my, my home life was a bit rocky. Um, and what I would do to avoid that sort of stuff would, I would, I would go to my room and I would find stuff to do, do it like just to do in my room. And I kind of, I don't, I don't know what, what happened specifically. I think my dad bought a PlayStation three, uh, for him. Cause he, he was a bit of a, bit of a gamer kinda when he was younger. He had an Atari and he had an N64 he had like that sort of stuff. So he bought a PlayStation and he never used it. So I, I used it when I was like seven or eight and I just started playing and watching movies on that all the time. And I could just to sort of like get away from everything, I guess. And, and I just liked it. I, I just liked the feeling of being in my own bubble, listening to the audio of a game or a movie and just sitting and enjoying what I'm doing. And that, that that's just how I've been ever since I was eight. Um, and I think the first game I ever played was a game called Transformers War for Cybertron. And I picked that game because I watched the Transformers movies and I loved the movies. Oh, those uh, are fun like, to watch. Transformers. They're who, so... who cares what critics say? It's fun to watch. <laughs> Big robot shoot gun. What's not to like? Kapow, explosion. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I picked that game because I, I liked it and it had like this multiplayer like aspect to it where other, you could actually like customize your own like uh, transformer and you could transform into a different vehicle and they had different classes. It's actually a very good game because it had a multiplayer version, but it also had a, a very like actual good campaign nice. that I actually have not beaten to this day. <laughs> Wait, what? Whoa, that's I, I pl- I played it for years, and I just kept, like, going, because I always loved the intro, so I just kept starting all the time. <laughs> um, they did the intro right, at least. True. They also had this, like, cutscene um, that looked exactly like the movie, except it was just really, really well animated. Um, yeah, and I loved it. It was really, really good. Uh, and then I, I think after that, because uh, I just played that and a mix of a few other like generic games like Rayman and uh, a few others like that, and then I and then I played COD Call of Duty Ghosts on my PS3, and that just kind of like awoken the demon inside me that loves shooters. Um, that was the beginning of it all, I think, because I'm a big CS:GO and Valorant fiend now, as well as Melee. It takes a lot of effort for me to get onto CS:GO and Valorant now, because like every time I'm on my computer, I just want to play Melee. <laughs> like, it's just how it is. I don't know. I'm just I'm so fucking hooked. So one of the things that I wanted to uh, ask you how you feel about in terms of if you feel just being at home is a difficult scenario to be in, where you don't just think about existing you have to sort of be on the defensive you can't feel safe that going into your room where it's a bit of a sanctuary i think that there's a lot of different ways that a child i mean i did not grow up in a difficult house or anything but i've since Mm -hmm. i've heard enough of these stories i feel like there's just different things that you end up doing maybe outside is the place that you go to maybe there's a place at school where you can feel 
that kind of safety or sanctuary feeling. Uh, but mm-hmm. for you, you ended up in your room and you played games and you listened to music, you listened to audio from games or, or from movies. And so mm-hmm. like looking back on it, do you think that there was uh, anything that was um, like anything that sort of set you up for how to interact with people now, just because you're getting to the age where you can control like more and more of how you are around other people, like not how they affect you, how you affect them trying to uh, not pay it forward, but just like making it a positive impact on people because it's so hard to do that when mm. your experience is not a positive one. Yeah. You know, that's a really, really good point. And I think to answer that properly, I have to jump forward a little bit. Okay. So, um, from my rocky home life, I kind of went from that to a school that was not good. Um, so I went to a, so I, so I was in a primary school, which is what we called year. I, th- I think we call uh, pre-K to year four is what we call primary school. So and then, this middle uh, school, that that's what we call it after elementary school. It's middle school before you go into high school. Yeah. So this will be element. Uh, this will be, middle school that I'm going into now year four to 10, which is, I mean, which is what I'm in now was hell. <laughs> I was, um, immensely bullied and, um, yeah, a lot of nasty, a lot, a lot of nasty stuff. I got physical quite a lot. And for a lot of that, um, it, it made me very bitter. I think, um, to a lot of the people I was kind of like, fuck the world, fuck people. But I didn't really know how to express it. So it just kind of made me came off as a bit of an angry person. Um, and I was, ne- yeah, so it just kind of, and a lot of it got internalized. So I, I just had a lot of uh, anger that I wasn't really able to get out properly. And then I, uh, after just a bunch of, a bunch of the events and my school knowing about it, and then they didn't do anything uh, to help and they covered it all up. It was really, really fucked. Um, and I, and I just made the decision to move schools, um, and and uh, and with that confidence boost of being able to move myself out of a bad situation into a way better one, is so huge, to the point where I it just threw me out of this whole angry person look where I actually feel really really good about myself and being able to open up and talk about pretty much anything that's happened to me. Um, it's a very it's a very empowering feeling being able to have the confidence to move yourself out of a bad situation into a better one and i think you can ride that wave once you really get over the hurdle and you can ride it to get to this like place of self confidence it's a really really good thing to be able to look at those situations and go yeah i'm proud of myself for how i acted in that situation it's really really good and i'm i'm pretty proud of myself for the way that i handled it and uh, I to answer your question, I think that I'm a, I'm pretty good with people. Uh, I like talking to people, um, and even though I've had really bad experiences with most people in my life up until the past year, I'm able to look at people and go, "Yeah, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> I like people," uh, and I think it's a very popular opinion. Or, or a view to to just kind of like keep it all in and don't talk to people and don't let out, especially if you're a guy. Um, Australia yeah. and and men in general, I feel, do not talk about their issues. We're a very you'll be right attitude to a lot of things. 
Um, so I, to the fact that I was able to deny that uh, and really, really open up to a lot of people and look at my past and go, yeah, I'm fine, is really, really good. And it's like, and Melee helped with that in a very, very healthy way. Because it's, it's given me an outlet to be competitive while also giving me a lot to strive for. Because uh, I'm dog shit, right? Um, I, I, I'm really, really bad. But the chance that like with every tournament run or every study hour that I do, I get better is the most intoxicating feeling. I came second in a tournament last night. And Let's go. at the time, I was talking to Stylo and I'm and an Australian player, McLeod. And this was at like 1 a.m. I was talking to McLeod. McLeod is this brilliant psychological like person that like, I am infinitely impressed by. And his ability to talk, he, he wants to be like a, a psychologist or um, after he's done playing Melee. Uh, he's also going to America for Genesis. So be on oh, the awesome. for him. Um, yeah, he was talking to me about it, and I, I, I as much as I wanted to, like to be angry and go, no, <laughs> I just couldn't, because the way that he he described what I was talking about was just so right and so well put that it was it it just calmed me to the point where I'm like, yeah, wow, I I'm like, I'm good now. Um, a, McLeod is this brilliant person that I, I'm really really happy that I am talking to. He's a very uh, he's a peach player, which Rocky, but um, it's very. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think Peach is very very cool. Uh, I think Peach is so cool. <laughs> this is the wrong so time to be fun. bashing Peach. This is the uh, Peach meta uprising right now. <clears throat> it really is. We're in a fucking <laughs> era where Peach is beating Hbox. That Polish set had me screaming. Um, yeah, wow, that was insane. Um, but yeah, I'm Australia. Australia's melee scene is really, really supportive and very, very open. And uh, it's it's very good. I like it a lot. Um, it's a healthy mix of trash talk as well as supportive tips. So I'm very happy to be in the Australian melee scene, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think it's one of the best things in my life right now. I love hearing that you, instead of, okay, so I think that when somebody's in a bad spot, it is so difficult in, in a lot of ways to remove yourself from that, from that. It's just part of the reason why it's hard is because you don't know what the other side looks like. And... I think that a lot of people, and this is not because uh, through their, it's not because they like consciously think to the think to themselves, I want to stay in this really bad spot. It's not necessarily because of that. It's already hard enough for anybody to be in a bad spot in general, but that there's almost like, I know what's going to be this situation here. I have familiarity with it. I've developed the coping mechanisms that I have had to, in order to make it through each day. But if mm -hmm. I go to the other side, 
I don't know what that's going to be like. There's going to have to be a readjustment. It's it's almost the same as when you have something that's a good reason or a happy reason to move on from one thing to another. Like moving usually has the context of, oh, this is a good thing, especially if you're going from a smaller place to a bigger place or a not so great place to a nicer, shinier, whatever kind of place. Mm-hmm. My my kids had to adjust to moving, even though they were moving to a house this year with me and my wife, Jen, where it's a little bit more roomy than the apartment that we were in. And there's mm-hmm. there's a bigger backyard kind of a thing, but they still had to adjust to it because it's like it's it's an unknown place that they're now all of a sudden being asked to live in. So the fact that you willingly said, I need to get out of here, so I'm going to go do that. I'm going to switch schools. That is an incredible thing to hear like that, that you did. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't as easy as you made it sound like now, but mm. that's awesome to hear. And then the other thing that I really liked hearing from you, and this is something that I struggle with also, it's not a, like you said, it is a men, men issue just in general, but internalizing and putting up, putting on a face is definitely something that I have had a hard time with. And usually I just tend to withdraw into myself uh, because I'm more introverted anyway. So it's just like, I'll rely on me. I, <laughs> I like people, but I don't like think of them as anything, but they're doing the same thing that I am, which is looking out for themselves. So if I'm looking out for myself. If they're looking out for themselves, we're just going to have to make that work as long as nobody expects too much of the other. Like me and asking somebody to do something for me, I I hate doing that because I think, oh, I mean, I could probably just do it myself anyway, or I don't know what I'm looking to ask for. Even if what I'm asking for is help, like help me, I'm in a, I'm down bad right now. I need some help. So yeah, you speak on it in a way that sounds very healthy and having people like McLeod to talk to you about the brain and emotions and feelings. The fact that it's a connection that you made through melee, even if it was made through Valorant, I would still take it as a W. I was just, you know, it's through <laughs> melee. So it becomes more poetic to me in my mind. And that's one of the big reasons in, in myself of trying to push myself out more of podcasting. I, I just, I, I loved melee for so long without actually trying to get into it because I was you know, more or less, I just, was scared to and too eager to uh, just withdraw into myself. But it sounds like you did something that I would not have been able to do uh, at the age that you are now. So just big kudos, big, you know, big clap emojis (laughs) in chat. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That means a lot to me. Thank you very much for that. Uh, And yes, it is very, very easy to be in a difficult situation and go, yep, I can deal with it myself. I'll be fine. I'll just deal with it, um, especially when that's considered the norm. Uh, I'm not sure what America's culture is, but I, I cannot, like, I, I, I'd imagine it's not very different from that, where it's like, um, there's a big focus on mental health, and there's a big, there's a big, there's big movements happening, like the Me Too movement, which I'm so happy is a thing, um, and other things like that. Uh, which I've taken inspiration from uh, to do. I've got ideas that I want to do. I just have to think about stuff like that and how it would work. But I want to be able to look at my 
past experiences and say, yeah, that's sure that's happened to me and it sucks. But being able to look at it and, and really go like, yeah, th- it sucks, but people aren't all like that. And the ability to to do that is very, very important, I think. Because um, I think it's very easy to go, to look at shitty experiences and go, oh, everyone hates me. Everybody thinks that I'm like this. I think that I'm fat or ugly or or anything like that. It's very easy to say that to yourself instead of and but most of the time it's not true at all it's just that kind of insecurity demon in the stomach or in your head that wants to eat away at you because you don't have the confidence in the moment to say how much of an amazing person you are um which i'm sure has happened to probably every single person on the planet just not um as like mildly or not as extreme for each person. Um, but I genuinely believe that Melee is one of these one of these occasions where mental health is looked, or even Smash in general, actually, now that I look at it, uh, is looked at, and mental health and sexuality and all these amazing things are looked at with the most open eyes and the most like attention put on it where no one cares like you will sit uh, imagine you're at like a local you walk in the front door a person is sitting in front of a crt or a monitor and we wants to play some games you don't give a shit what that person looks like who they want to date um anything like that you just want to play some melee and that is the most beautiful thing and i love that uh i love it so much it is. It makes me giddy thinking about it. Like coming from a place uh, of such intolerance and such shit mentality, to going to a place where, hey man, I'm gonna play some Fox. Uh, okay, I play Puff. Let's play. Is so. It's it, it's so cool. It's so cool, and I can't wait to really really see that and and play more in person as COVID uh goes away. And as I'm able to travel a lot more as I get older, I'm really looking forward to that. And we're really looking forward to the fact that you see all that within Melee. It's not something that happens by accident. The people who really want to see the community be as welcoming and eager to just like it's 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 about <laughs> okay look it's not like anybody wants to ignore characteristics about the people that they are around, but it's just like mm. we're we're not here to like it's not a um the reason why we came here was to play melee and we're going to discover that instead of finding out how many things we don't have in common, how many thousands and endless things that we actually do have in common instead as human beings. And the the first big thing, the first great things that we both love melee. Mm -hmm. That is just so cool. I can't get over it. Honestly, it's, it's so impressive. It's such like a big Testament to what, uh, I, I'm going to try and avoid saying the word society throughout this podcast, but I don't think I'm going to be able to for this. But it's such a big testament to what society can be if they just look at certain elements and don't and just put aside their biases and just look at the bigger picture, I feel. And that's the most like 
cringe thing I think I'm ever going to say. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. There's a um, qu- there's a quote that uh, my wife and I are watching through Ted Lasso, and mm-hmm. the main character brought up a quote that was something about stay curious, not judgmental, something to that effect. And it's just like it helps explain the mentality of if you are trying to be curious instead of trying to be judgmental, I, I, things are just going to be a lot better overall. You will just well, you find, learn a lot more that way, right? Yes, and you will learn. Yes, and learning is such a big that is such a big deal. I mean, you if you can drop your pretenses, if you can drop like the 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 pride that you have of being either a superior human being or otherwise, whatever the thing is, I mean, most of it also comes from insecurity, right? Like if you treat other people poorly, it's because of how you feel about yourself. But Mm -hmm. like it, if you're just trying to learn, then you'll, you just see a lot more. Absolutely. I feel like that's kind of what, um, well, that's what the new generation looks like, right? Uh, or actually your generation and mine, I feel like we look, a lot more things with a different way and in a different light than someone 30 years ago would (laughs) well it's thanks to Uh, the internet partially but i mean yeah uh it is tempting to we don't have you kind of look around and you see more often than not that well okay uh, without trying to go too hard at people 30 years older than me and 40 years older than you they're just they're just they're just uh they have, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Okay. Yeah, I don't get it. It's, it can be really difficult to understand a person's point of view, but that's exactly what life. they're thinking. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it, it doesn't affect them. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you have to comment on it. Um, my aunt is a witch. <laughs> and while I don't understand that, um, I think it's a coping mechanism for, uh, her insecurity, but I'm not going to go like what you're thinking is wrong and you should stop it. <laughs> like whatever helps, helps, man. You do what you want. You live your life. I'm not going to take away from that. And no one else should, unless it's affecting other people, in which case go off. Um, but if you've got like your own thing going on, that helps you deal with whatever or helps you just feel more comfortable generally or just gives you a hobby or something to do. Who the fuck cares? It's your thing. Just just leave it. Like, Just because someone has a different opinion to you or has a different general ideal to life than you doesn't mean that they're lesser or better than you. They're just another person that do things differently. Okay, without trying to get too much more into this because I'm enjoying this, but I'm thinking of so many things <laughs> that just go further and further down the rabbit hole. I do want to hear like how you found the Melee community, how you found Melee, because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen by accident. This is something that you would have seen or been shown, and then you started looking into it more and investigating. How'd you first well, find I out wish, about Melee? Um, I wish this had a bit, was a bit more of an entertaining story to tell. Um, but so what happened was I, I watched ultimate cause I've always liked smash. I had brawl when I was like nine, uh, obviously items playing with link, the classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brawl's fun as a casual game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I actually played it with a friend of mine the other day. It was like a bit of a recap or a refresh. It was very fun. Very nostalgic. Uh, I mean, I, you actually collide with other characters when you go flying, and I'm like, thank yeah. you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so what? I watched Ultimate, and I watched Hbox. I watched Hungrybox because I thought he was just a funny puff Ultimate player, and then I saw this video uh, pop up on my on my recommended how Hungrybox. Uh, uh, there will never ever be a melee player like Hungrybox. Yep, the Emperor Lemon Hbox stock. Yeah. Abs. That's it. Yeah, and I fucking adore that video. I don't know what it is about it, but I watch it probably once a month i've watched it 10 times i can't stop it's so good um it's like i I can remember watching it for the first time and going what is this what is that fire move that guy's dead (laughs) (laughs) and then because i knew the general rules of smash from ultimate and brawl but it was so quick and it was so like and here i was seeing hungry box in this gigantic stadium of people and i'm like this is not the same guy that is sitting in his room yelling at the youngling player online at ultimate. And, um, and I'm like, Holy shit. It actually is. Yeah. Why is he rolling on the floor? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love it. I love that video so much. It's so well done. And watching the video where Hbox and Emblem and watch it together. I don't even like that as much as I do the original video. Just the atmosphere that that video brings is so good. And the build-up, it's just so good. And I, I think there's a lot of a lot to be said about how Puff is viewed in that video. Australia does not shy away from its casual Puff hate, but it's, I don't think it's that bad. Obviously, there's passing comments from salty people after they get rested four times, but yes. um, it's not it's not as bad as like like i i feel like every uh country had it worse like six years ago um, yeah you, you'd be correct like the puff hate was at its height back in like 2018 ish yeah. and the, the crab was was one of the first stepping stones one of the first absolutely um, like pebbles mm-hmm. to bring down the mountain you know and the documentary like it's got almost 6 million views now it's it just keeps it just keeps getting more people like interested in hungry box as like more of a like of the player and the person as compared to the character that he played and plays Mm -hmm. because for a long time people just cared about the character and how much they hated it absolutely um man I, i can't fuck i would fucking hate being in a timeline where I play Puff and everyone hates Sheik and everybody loves Falcon. My God. <laughs> Dude, I would I'd want to scream. I think Sheik is lame as fuck, but I think she's cooler than Falcon. So Falcon is kind of being more touted as the lame character nowadays. Look, I, I like all parts about Melee, so when I saw that video, I was vibing hard to it because uh, first of all, Emperor Lemon's just... I it seems to do a really good job of like writing videos and producing them uh, because uh, most of the emperor lemon videos that i've seen like about talladega the race course in nascar yeah, i watched that as well that was a very another very good video yeah like it, it just turns out he's like pretty good at making videos um not mm-hmm. what's the right word uh not like the best video making person i've ever seen on the planet but just like 
can tell a compelling story regardless of what the context is. And then you have yeah. Melee, which is a great, it's a, it's just, it's very rich in its lore and history and mm-hmm. how the game somehow manages to defy all odds and being unsolved in this very month where it's going to turn 20 years old and mm-hmm. you see you see the things that 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 emperor lemon is just kind of like laying out for you he has to lay out so much in order to for it to make sense but very engaging keeps you interested and hungry box is by default interesting just because of how how hard and how many years he had to work and play before he got to a point where he was more consistently winning because a lot of people for a video game which has no developer support and has no real future in terms of a massive money-making machine it is just top 0.000001% where you get to the mango and hungry boxes of the world now where they are making money primarily because they play melee but like it is so hard to get there that anybody who's watching is going yeah why why do people care so much about this game and why would somebody play one game for so many years and and come close but fail so many times but keep trying over and over again why would that person exist (laughs) and so that becomes automatically interesting to watch well, it's not just the lack of developer support. It's like the anti-developer. Oh support, yeah, right? sabotaging. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. We we had a um we had a tournament here, I think because we we uh, I th- I don't know if uh, America is the same, but Australia has actual an actual like company that's kind of like BTS, like behind that beyond the smash or whatever the fuck it's called, uh called Couch Warriors, um and. I don't. I think Couch Warriors is just an Australian thing, uh, but we do all kinds of uh, fighting games for Couch Warriors, and Couch Warriors does stuff all over the country. We have uh, so, for example, for our state, South Australia, uh, they do um, the tournaments that usually have the name relating to cheese, uh, and I can't remember the story um, off the top of my head, so that. Uh, you'll have to talk to some of the other Australians for that. Um, but uh, so we've had the Cheese League, the Cheese Platter, and the Big Cheese. The Big, the big cheese. cheese is the Big Cheese is the major, and they and whenever uh, the Big Cheese is on, I think that there's uh, like a lot of merchandising and stuff because I I see like mugs and stuff with the logo and stuff on it. Um, it's just very very cool. It's very cool. Uh, and and there's also Melbourne Melee, uh, which is um, the streaming so uh, the streaming like platform company thing that run runs all of the uh, stuff in Victoria uh, and Melbourne, um, which are like the same sort of area. Victoria and Melbourne are like the SoCal of Australia. It has the most prestigious events. It has the highest quality events it also has the highest quality um like streams and just generally it has the best quality melee in australia the i'm not sure if you've heard of the tournament bam battle arena melbourne but uh we've had uh amada come down we've had mango and leffen there's a set from bam six of um mango versus leffen and all the aussies are cheering for leffen because i uh, all mango i can't remember but they were cheering hard um 
it, it, it's very, very cool. Um, and you can see all of the Aussie players uh, face up against um, some of these big players. It, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, I think Spud is the uh, Spud is the greatest Australian player so far. Sora, I think, is going to overtake him soon. Um, because he hasn't been ranked yet. I don't know why Sora hasn't been ranked yet, but he hasn't. Uh, bullshit, in my opinion. Uh, Past two years make insane. it difficult. True. Uh, because he's been to America before. Uh, I think it was in 2018 when he went with Spud. Because uh, Spud, Spud was in uh was at Smash Summit eight, and he almost beat none at a fucking crazy set. Wow. Uh, it was, I think it was game five. Um, but that set was literally, I think it was just take turns zero to deathing each other. Uh, oh, that, that was it. Fun. It was the entire set. It was Marth, it was Marth, uh, Falcon. Crazy, crazy set. Um, yeah, it, uh, I think Sora's gonna, gonna smash Genesis. I reckon, I'm calling top 30. Um, top 32. Ooh, let's go. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. McLeod, I also hope gets up there, but um, I don't, I don't know if we'll get that far. Um, Sock, I think will get very high as well. I'm, I'm just looking forward to Genesis, really, because I think there's, I think there's 15 Aussie players going to Genesis. Oh, uh, so, cool. so it's, yeah, this is the first time I, I that I know anything like this has ever happened. Where and apparently Arizona, um, Arizona people are known to to be rowdy. But I don't think you guys know what Australians are. On the level um, of New York City smashers, maybe? Because New York like City in particular, they are very, very mm-hmm. loud. If you've ever watched a nightclub at 9 in the morning your time or whatever it would be, they get pretty loud. Yeah, right. Well, um, yeah, you trust me, you're going to know that they're there. <laughs> oh, I would love to um, see... Okay, so top 64 bracket of a stacked tournament like Genesis is where so mm-hmm. many cool things happen. So like Reptide, for instance, had a lot of cool sets happen the first right. major back after COVID. So Genesis yeah. 8 you're talking about, it's it's going to be so crowded. It's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be packed. Well, not in terms of, okay, we'll be able, okay. All right, let me slow down. There will be social distancing. Mm-hmm. It's in a huge, huge arena. Mm-hmm. It won't be packed in that sense. But the amount of people that are going to be going to Genesis 8 is quite a bit and hopefully there will be lots and lots of say that again i think there's three thousand people pre-registered uh for melee or for all the events combined uh i thought it was just ultimate melee yeah man i mean yeah well there you go i mean okay look it's i'm sure it's a thousand plus people or if it's not it's going to be a thousand plus people registered for melee because Genesis is that tournament. It's the top three mm-hmm. tournament of the of the scene. I regret to say that even with BAM or Phantom or <laughs> any of the other events that Australia runs, like most of the time people are thinking about the big house, Genesis, and Beyond mm-hmm. the Summit when they do when they run Beyond the Smash or I should say the Summit melee events, the invitationals, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am very much looking forward to the Anasi invasion into Genesis 8 because Genesis 8 is going to be cool for so many reasons, but now there's another reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm so sad also because that means, and you're making it sound like you're not going. Is that true? 
How the fuck am I supposed to go? I mean, uh, do you have a job and a money to buy a ticket? Bro, no. <laughs> okay, well, I was just, I wish, you know, just shot in the dark. I wish, oh, man, I wish I could. Holy shit. Well, you'll get uh, there. You'll get there. Another Genesis. No, like, I, I really I really want to go, but I I can't. I'm going to have to just wait till next one. I think OG Kid is going. Um, yeah, OG Kid is going. No, there's so many people. Like, oh. There are people who are like, like doing stuff, and I was like not super hardcore invited to, but just you know like a soft like, oh, if you're there, we'd love to have you like helping. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I want to do yeah, stuff sure. so badly, but I cannot, I cannot. So next one, there, you know, mm. <laughs> I don't think Genesis is going anywhere, so I just have to, I just have to remember that. Well, there's my um, well, the C, the the main TO of Phantom is uh a guy named dennis a guy that i have like unending respect for let's go dennis he's a puff, he's a puff player um he had I, he's had like 90 tags over the past like years so i can't i think his current one is sixes um it's very funny it's very tags. fucking funny um not not actually but it's like a lot there's been a lot his his um, tag should be ninety tags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can't find a single set that he's played, um, which is annoying. But he is a neutral monster. He's like my coach, I'd like to say, as a meme. Uh, but I he just gives so much advice, and I I, I love him so much. It, it, when I started when I first started playing, um, he was one of the first people I talked to. Along with a guy named Ricky, who's in my region, who I also have a lot of respect for. Um, a guy that I talk to the most, though, is a is a guy with the name with the tag ZXV, um, and he uh, his name is Bright, and he he actually helped me build this PC that I'm on right now. He came over and we he helped me. Um, we we talk a lot. We play a lot. Um, he might even be coming over later today to play some melee. I'm not sure. Um, I I can't even put into words how much I respect that guy. Um, but that, I can also say that for a lot of people. Um, but Bright is like just fucking awesome. I love I love um, Sock and Sora though. They're cool. They're very very funny. Um, and they're also just no, they haven't been anything. They've been nothing but nice to me since I've joined uh i just want sock to get his sponsor so he can go wreck house in genesis and fuck up people oh uh, i that. think sock beat triff when he was in Gen- when, when he was at the last genesis and he had it was i think it was a close set with soon as well nice um, and that was like two three years ago so um Upgrades. and he said that he was dog shit back then so i think like, <laughs> i i honestly genesis is going to be fucking amazing top 64 um, i'm just telling you top 64 is gonna be so fun to watch it's it really is man it's gonna be so sick um i just can't wait man the australian uprising is gonna be so sick and you're gonna as soon as you hear the the chanting you are going to know that it's australians without knowing it's without like knowing beforehand that australians are going um my another guy that i have a lot of respect for who's in my region is a guy named cammy he's like the commentator for australia nice. he commentated with slime at genesis 6 
Um, and that was like he keeps telling me that's like the highlight of his career. Um, uh, Slime is the premier funny person for all of Smash Twitter. Like if Slime <laughs> shoots you down, you don't, you don't, you just stay buried for a long time. You have to. That takes so long to get that heat off of you. I love Slime's Twitter. It's a fucking gold mine. It's awesome. Um, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people that I have undying respect for in the scene that I and I just I care about a lot. I care about the scene a lot, and I just can't wait to get better so I can start kind of putting my name out there. I guess. But do you feel um, like you're gonna pressure yourself to get better too much, or to try to get more involved, like try to go to future Genesises, or do you know, in a lot of ways, it just it does take time because you're talking mm-hmm. about you're talking about the all these players like Sock and Sora who would have had previous experience playing in the U.S. and being like, yeah, now I'm awesome. I was trash, but <laughs> now I'm awesome. This time it's gonna be massive waves. Like melee stats, Discord is gonna go nuts about this one. I hope so. I really, really do. These guys deserve like so much. I think Sora is gonna be staying with with uh um oh yeah, that's right. Because Don B is going. Do you know who Don B is? I do not. Okay, so uh Don B was on a podcast with Slime and Ludwig and another guy who I do not know the name of. Um. And it's called, it's called Bad Melee, and Don B is a friend of Ludwig and Slime and all those people. So I think Sora is going to be uh, potentially on a Ludwig stream. I hope. That'd I fucking nice. hope. That would be awesome. That would be so sick. Um, but then again, I hope Sock is also on a Ludwig stream, potentially, because uh, that would just give him major attention and, and more possibility to get a sponsor. Um, I just want the, like, I just want Australia to pop off. Um, I really, really do. I want... Because Australia has never really been on the map, I don't think. We've been known for, like, that one tournament, bam. Um, and that's, like, it. And, like, Spud. But no one really knew who Spud was. It's just so um, hard when you can't be in the United States playing the higher premier events. Like, I think about when Armada would spend half the year literally just in the united states and he lives yeah. in sweden but to yeah. make all of his all of his competitive aspirations work out that's what he would have to do and that's just so hard to do so hard to do mm-hmm. it's so difficult honestly i'm not sure if Sora uh, and sock are going to stay long term i think that they are um like beyond be genesis because... like just yeah, yeah. not yeah. just for genesis I think that's- I think that's what they're doing. Um, I mean, you can yeah, come on I, yourselves, I, I, gentlemen, and we can talk about it. It's just, you know, an open <laughs> invitation. <laughs> I'll make sure to plug that to them because I'm, I'm sure they'd be interested. Um, Look, I the podcast so, anyway. is not for everybody. I So, like, you know, it's not a, uh, a must-happen kind of a thing. It's not for everybody. But, hey, I was well, trying to get you to talk is... about yourself, but you keep talking about Australia, and that's awesome, and how awesome Australia the melee should... scene is there. And I would love to see this happen at Genesis, by the way. I would definitely be keeping an eye out for that. Like, I want Genesis to work out for a bunch of different reasons, but now Australia's, like, on the list. I, I love Man, the idea. I... Just love the idea of seeing that go well. Hmm? so fucking hyped so hyped honestly i i i just can't wait it's gonna be so fucking cool 
Could you please uh, talk about yourself, though, and what your aspirations are and how you stay patient? Because you see all these people flying out to Genesis 8 in about, well, less than three months. Where does that leave you? Well, I'm a nobody. Um, my plan is to study every day like I have been and get potentially better. Um, I met Stylo, the puff player, a few about a week ago, and we've been talking. And uh, yeah, Stylo's sick. He's very, very cool. He's also a neutral monster. So he's in. he was watching in my stream run last night and he was giving me tips afterwards and nice. helping me. I think after this call, actually, I'm going to go play some melee with him. Um, and he's going to coach me and help me. So, um, yeah, I'm my, my goal right now is to just like in, in Australia, uh, we had this beginner tournament called beginner beatdown, which is for the like brand new players. Um, and if you win three, you graduate and you don't get to play in the tournament anymore. I've won one and I've been in the top like five for the past two months. Um, it's very difficult and very annoying because learning uh, and McLeod said this to me and I'm never going to forget it. Um, he said to me, learning to compete is a way harder skill than learning to play. Um, That's a quote. And yeah, it really I like fucking that. is. I like it is too. I like it too. It's so good. Um, and I'm like, like, he's just, he's just right. It playing with nerves and playing while constantly thinking is so unbelievably difficult. Um, I'm getting better at it, but it's going to take me a long time to fully get better at it. Um, so my goal right now is to generally get better at certain matchups that I find difficult and to graduate from that tournament and, uh, to learn how to think while playing. That's like a big thing. Obviously that's going to be an ongoing thing for a few years, but, um, yeah, it's it's very very cool. Um, I'm looking forward to melee and everything that it has to offer because I'm 16, right? I've got plenty of time to sink time into melee and to play and to get better and to go to events and do all this sort of stuff. Um, so baby steps, uh, and soon they will turn into bigger steps. Uh, but I like that you have a nice goal there of just being able to say, for the amateur bracket, I just need to get past that. Mm. And then we can go to other things in the meantime, getting good practice sessions, and like talk about the game, not just about like at uh, this percent do this action or this is the optimal thing to do, but also about the neutral, the nooch, like that's a big deal too. <laughs> and also how to learn how to compete. I mean, those are all, those are all real things because you can put yourself through a whole lot of, of stress if you put too much pressure on yourself to quote unquote perform and then it doesn't work mm -hmm. out. And then you go, my life is ruined. And that, you know, that's not the truth. Obviously we have so many cool things and the community itself being very supportive of one another. That's really the big thing there and not to get caught up on the result aspect of it. So, you know, there's just so many different ways to look at in the same. Oh, wow. Ooh. In the same way that there are so many different scenarios you have to learn in melee in life and learning how to compete also, so many things to learn. Oh, it feels like a lot, mm. but you, you you do have the right idea of baby steps and one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I need to like I, when I originally was kind of like yeah I'll be fine I'll just pray every day and practice and I'll be so good, 
Like six months later, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting better, but um, just take it one day at a time, I guess. One day at a time. And I get angry. I get so angry when I lose. Like, the run last night hurt when I lost. Um, but it's okay to feel like that. That's that's what McLeod also said to me at 1 a.m. when I was texting mm-hmm. him. Um, he said that it's okay to feel like that. It's actually probably a good thing to feel like that because wouldn't you be more concerned if you lost and didn't feel anything? And how about this? You know what Zane said in the most recent video that turned down for Walt made for Golden Guardians, like their GG Melee uh, channel? Against All Gods, is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah Against All Gods, Zane said... It made beating HBox that much better when I finally did it. And I was like, yeah. what a mindset. Holy cow. I mean, Zane, yeah. I think most people would say that Zane's got like about as perfect of a competitor's mentality that mm. they've ever seen. And whenever Zane loses a game 10, but then like within minutes has like an amazingly well thought out tweet, I just go like, how is this possible? How- yeah. So much respect for Zane amazing player mm. and and competitor like somehow an even better competitor in my mind he's gonna it's hold this game a, for so many years he's also a very entertaining person moki oh, yeah, friday is so funny oh that's that's such a great combination <laughs> um yeah he's just so funny moki's also pretty cool i like him he's funny um yeah uh overall I'm very excited for what Melee is going to bring in the next couple months. We've got Summit, we've got Main Stage, we've got Genesis. Uh, then we've got Australian things like Phantom and Bam. Um, I don't know if we're going to get many international people. Um, I hope so. I think SFAT and, uh, and IBDW came down for the last Phantom. Aiden wants to go they... back to Phantom. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I sent um, him the picture of like the daddy's little gamer, and he thought that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the story behind that. I just fucking died when I saw it. No, I thought it was hilarious. No, Aiden seemed to get the joke. He thought it was funny. He didn't explain why, but he was like, I can't wait to go back to Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm I'm like I'm like eighty percent sure I'm gonna beat it, Phantom. Um Yeah, I hope. I hope I can get some matches on the stream, show the people what the puff is all about. I mean, I'm excited to see <laughs> whatever you do next, but until then, to start to wrap up, where can the people find you? Um, so I make shitty combo videos and I stream for shitty hours on Twitch. So um, uh, the combo videos are just something I like to do. Um, I made one for Sock and Sora and I made one for a guy named Funny Son who just is a crazy... He's kind of like the Moku of Australia. He's good with one character but also has crazy good secondaries. So I just made a, com- a combo video of 150 clips of him with different characters. So that Ooh. took me a while. So I'd like you to go watch that. I'd also like you to go watch my combo video. As much shit I've gotten for making it, I like it a lot and I care for it because it just shows my entire mentality uh, for Melee in one video. And come watch my streams. I destroy my... Oh, well, I lose to or and or destroy my friends uh, Alex, Chibe, and Doritos, Lawrence... He's, um, because those guys are similar age to me, so we kind of, like, compete against each other. I'm the worst of the group because I've been playing for less time, but we it doesn't stop us from being competitive. Um, you have people to improve Ch- with. That's awesome. 
yeah exactly it's it's very very cool um so uh yeah i'm i'm very excited to get better and finally fucking beat lawrence's face in um mm. yeah well catch my streams to see if you can find that happen twitch.tv slash Godfield ssb it's not particularly difficult it'll be and in the description good. of the video slash podcast your uh platform you're listening through description check the description sweet so will sock and Sora's twitters go follow them if you're watching this um and any and just please if you're a sponsor for whatever the fuck reason you're listening to this especially contact this deep. people and, and get sock a sponsor please he deserves it he's crazy good he's fucking funny and he's crazy, crazy good. There's a there's a whole tweet about it. I think he pinned it uh, about all of his um, achievements, his goals, how much of a crazy player he is. Look at that, and you'll know he's all good to play. It'll be really, really sick. Thank you. I can't wait to see what Sora and Sock do at Genesis as part of all the rest of the Australians making their way over and beyond. And Garfield, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do in the semi-new future and as the years roll by. Love the commitment that you have to Melee and the fact that you're willing to come on. Look, I I, I would never call anybody who has Melee in their life in some capacity a nobody. I let you say it earlier without objecting to it too much, but dadgummit, you are a somebody at least in my mind, not a little pog champ, not like that. Like you're a real contributing member of this melee society there. I had to use the word too. Thank you so much for joining me on bottom of the smash mountain. Thank you, dude. I honestly love this. I'm sorry. I couldn't really contribute story wise. And I'm going to like, um, advertise this to like every player under the sun, um, <laughs> that I know. Cause then like they will have stories and they can actually provide stuff like that and i feel like that would make a way better um episode than i could you've had a fantastic episode i've really enjoyed this time okay i, I say that to almost every almost everybody but you are <laughs> on the list you are on the 99 percent. i enjoy 99 percent of the interviews that i've done and if you want to find out the one interview that i did not enjoy i'm gonna have it in the patreon length unedited episode with garfield but for now <laughs> we're gonna stop recording oh no oh <laughs> no